Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome to Rose Ed, and after a couple of weeks dominated by cup action, the Premier League is back. And in a heartwarming tale, an evil, oil-rich state with a suspect record on human rights beat a team owned by a shady oligarch who's widely thought to have links to organised crime to declare the Premier League title race seemingly over as Man City grab a cagey 1-0 win over Chelsea. I think that might be the earliest I've ever libelled anyone in the show. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Arsenal were so scared of facing Spurs, they managed to manipulate the rules of the game to get the North London derby called off, and Rafa Benitez's nightmare tenure at Everton comes to an end, making him the most relieved Spaniard since the bloke who has to clean out the hot tub filter at the amorous and ageing resort Torremolinos found out the Easts were finally leaving after their anniversary trip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome to Rosette. Um, you all right, Hannah East? I am, thank you. Do you know, you're starting to pick on me, you two. I'm noticing <laughs> every week, week on week, I'm getting bullied. We used to you two bullying me. Yeah, it's turned a bit, hasn't it? Well, Mike's just kind of sat there like I'm literally not involved with you two. It's just, it's just too easy, Hannah, because you give us so much content. You know? <laughs> it's so true. Um, how was the Lion King, Mike? Yeah, it was It was really, really fun. Really good. Enjoyed it. Sort of turned up there a little bit tipsy, a little bit worse mm. for wear, which is probably not ideal for the sort of show that it is but uh yeah really enjoyed it my girlfriend's not seen it before so he sounds so posh who who like you on a drinking sesh to watch yeah. the lion King. yeah i don't know it's just any opportunity these days isn't it like because we don't obviously go out as much as as yeah. we used to so when you when you do it you gotta go hard or do go it in home, style were you yeah, drinking exactly, champagne yeah. We had a bit of Prosecco, a bit of champagne. We went to a cocktail bar afterwards. So, uh, nice. yeah, it was all right. What, did, what were you doing last night? Just eating. I was in a porridge. hotel at Stratford, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting in my dressing gown watching Spurs Leicester. Because I, I voice noted you this week, didn't I, Hannah? Oh, my God. Because it was on a Monday morning. And Hannah asked me what I was doing. I didn't think this was weird. I'd, um, I was eating steak and I was in my dressing gown. Just but... reference, it was Monday at quarter to 12, Joe. Quarter to 12 on a Monday. And what were you doing? What was I doing? I was sitting, watching, eating steak, watching telly. And I was naked under the dressing gown with the dressing gown open. Because I just moisturised my <laughs> and had to let it dry. <laughs> what? Do you moisturise yours? Nah. Don't you? Is that is that quite normal? 
Why do you, is it dry? Like, have you got a dry <laughs> No, but I just worry about it happening. And I just think it's quite a nice thing to be like, you want the skin to be healthy on that particularly, don't you? What cream do you use? Yeah, because you've got to use something that's not like Caniston. an irritant. Yeah. <laughs> no, I use... Um, so, I, so I used to use uh, cocoa butter, but then I sort of... Ooh. So like... So I'm dating someone at the moment, and then I worried if... I, I worried if... It, I didn't want it to smell of cocoa butter. <laughs> if it mixes with something else, it might. Oh, oh my! Just saying. That ain't coconut. <laughs> um, yeah, but now I use. I've got like a um, sort of palm olive with like nutrients and probiotic and stuff in it. How Have often you... do you moisturize your every day? Every day. Listen, kids, moisturize wow. your every day. I've never heard is it, of this. Is it part of your skincare routine? Yeah, so what I do is I do my face first, because obviously I'm not an animal. I don't want to moisturise my in my face. So moisturise my face, <laughs> a little bit of excess stuff from that. I just put like I'm trying to start a fire just either side. And then... Did you just use the end of your little fingers? No, sorry, that. <laughs> got the tweezers out. Um, and then, yeah, just sort of like do that and then let it dry and then pop my, pop my pants on. I did it this morning. It's moisturised. <laughs> so we Great. sat there on a Monday morning, eating steak, letting his... his out because it just moisturized it I've unbelievable got a, but i've got a question for you hannah because you you also voice noted me you said um this week uh i've been sleeping quite badly because obviously i sleep with my hands above my head yeah what, what do you mean what like, <laughs> like so you're in a roller coaster i can't I, I can only go to sleep if i i took my arms like above my head but the problem with that is i wake up a few hours later and my arms are so numb that um, I have to sit my whole body up to be able to flop my hands down. And I was having dreams in the hotel because I've been in a hotel since Saturday and it's now like Thursday. Because um, you've been doing the netball, not because your marriage is on yeah, the rocks. Sorry. Just, <laughs> I just fancied a break. I just wanted to get away from my kids. Um, so I just booked in at the uh, Stratford Hotel. But I, I've been having these awful dreams that ghosts are coming in to get me. So in the night I'm waking up and I'm like, Wah! and then sitting up and like having to flop my arms down the side. But normally at home, I'd just say to my husband, like, Andy, arms in the, in the night. And then he just moves my arms forward and then I get the blood circulation and then I do it again. But it can't be good. Why don't you just stop sleeping with your arms like that? But I, I, it's really comfortable. But what if you sleep on a plane? <laughs> you be... Well, that's why you fly business, babes. <laughs> oh, well, sorry. Oh, Me and Mike are in with the hold luggage. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this guy told me once, you know, about cargo on a plane that you wouldn't believe how many normal, like, economy flights that go um, to Spain and everything have dead bodies in the plane. What? Yeah. No, hang on. No, but, like, but uh, corpses not on, not being Not with trans- their arms above the head on the economy seats. Like, in the plane, not, they're in fr- not boxes. Not just, like, yeah, someone's not, died in B-22. <laughs> It's not like it's not like Sopranos. Like they've just yeah. they've just stuck the body on the plane. It's like actual like, like dead genuinely people. dead bodies in uh, cases that you would think is just normal um, like cargo stuff to travel. There's actually right. dead Hold bodies in them. No, <laughs> no. I don't know why I was doing an impression then of a, a body that's like folded in coffins. And stuff. This is taking a turn. Yeah, sorry. Wow. I know it's a football podcast, but yeah, this guy <laughs> told me at the school gates, and I was literally horrified because he works for a company that sorts out uh, transport of dead bodies on planes. So you could be going to Benidorm and there's like 10 dead bodies at the bottom. <laughs> I wouldn't be going to Benidorm. Yeah. As it, as it, never going to Benidorm in your life though, are you? See Sticky Vicky. <laughs> but yeah. Well, 
I mean, you've seen Sticky Vicky. Can I, normally, this would be when I say, that's a good time to leave it. But we've only been going for four minutes. Sorry. Who's Sticky Vicky? Oh, I was told about this from, from my PE teacher when I was in Guys. like year like 10 or something, which is wildly inappropriate. Um, but <laughs> Hannah, really... if, you wanna, if you wanna explain what so Sticky, Sticky Vicky is. So Sticky Vicky is about 70 and she does this show in Benidorm and she puts... She'll stand on the stage naked and uh, she'll uh, open somebody's drink bottle with a man. With a with a (laughs) 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 And she opens it and then she'll get a guy to like drink stuff from. And then she'll pull a bunch of flowers out and she pulls like um, it's like a string and it unfolds and it's got. It's it's really impressive, but I've not seen it. but what happens? You you put the flowers in there fresh, and they come out, and they're wilted. Yeah. <laughs> they're dead. <laughs> but yeah, she's a show. She's a thing, yeah. and now her daughter does it in Benidorm. It, listen, oh, nice. you need to go there, Joe. You look like you'd really enjoy. No, yeah, I, I do no, want to go. You, you would, go. Joe. I think we should do like the next Rosette's Christmas party in Benidorm oh, and go oh give, give Sticky Vicky a visit. <laughs> right this week in football. <laughs> Um, the FIFA Best Eleven was announced this week. Robert Lewandowski averaged a goal every 69 minutes across all club competitions during the period for the FIFA's Best Award, while no other player across the big five European leagues averaged better than one every 80 minutes. Um, no recognition. Uh, Salah not in the team of the year. Like People yeah. just don't like Mo Salah. What's, what's, what's he got to do? I don't know. Mo Salah is probably like on form probably the best player in the world right now. So mm. I don't know why he doesn't get the recognition he deserves. But Robert Lewandowski, I feel a bit bad for him because he was sort of cheated out of the Ballon d'Or a bit, wasn't he? So this is like a nice little a nice little prize to give him, I guess. Well, in 2020, they said we're not doing it. And it's like, well, I'm the best player in the world. And then the next year, it's yeah. like, we're doing it again, but we're still not going to give it to you. Yeah, and he broke like records that year as well. So it was just so unfortunate. Speaking of records, uh, Wolves 3, Southampton 1. Only David Beckham has ever scored more direct free kick goals in the Premier League than James Ward-Prowse. Oh. Why don't a bigger team... Sign him. That free kick at the weekend was... Oh. oh I mean, we're not onto things that make you go, mm, yeah. But, but we're already doing it. But it was amazing, wasn't it? It was Marshall. It was from downtown, I believe. <laughs> but, it, but it was from very far out, that free kick. Yeah, and it was the way that um, he hit it from uh, from like the towards the like, left side of, of the goal initially. So the keeper actually takes a few steps to his right. And then the ball just like swerves in the air and just goes in the complete opposite corner to where it started, where he originally hit it. And it's like... You've got to say, like, David Beckham, like, would be proud of that. He had a type of free kick, David Beckham. James Will Prowse can take all different types. Yeah, it's just like, this. it's, it's just unbelievable technique. I'd say, actually, he's probably, like, one of the best free kick takers ever to play in the Premier League. Like, I'm trying mm. to think now of the sort of free kicks that have been scored in the Premier League. Like, Ronaldo scored a ridiculous one. But he's not Ronaldo's, Portsmouth. Ronaldo's, like, efforts to actual, like, his conversion ratio is not very good. No, it's David not. David Beckham's no. amazing. He's yeah. probably the best to do it. I'm jo- I'm trying to think of, like, free kicks. Like, Alex from Chelsea, like, scored a few bangers, but they were just, like, pile drivers. Gerrard scored a few. But in terms of, like, actual technique and striking the ball, I can't think of anyone. Maybe, like, Janino or something, but... yeah. Like, oh, Ward Prowse is different level. But the the thing is about Ward Prowse is that he's not very good otherwise. That's what I think he's... Because so. I don't watch a lot of Southampton's. I think he must be toilet because he's <laughs> so good. Because I think you would just sign him, wouldn't you? Because that's yeah. goals every season. His corner delivery is unbelievable. When yeah. you play Southampton, such a dangerous situation. He must be rubbish. He's a bit like he's. I've broken parents like Harry Winks. He's like he he, he, he <laughs> does he does the basic stuff. But apart from that, because otherwise, if if he was that good, surely he'd be like in the England team. He would have signed for a bigger bigger club than Southampton. But his free kicks 
dead ball specialist. Is there any other Premier League team you think he'd suit? We might do well at like the new look Villa. That's mm. what they're missing. But they've actually Maybe, got yeah. good centre midfielders, haven't they? Newcastle's dropped more points from winning positions than any other team in the Premier League this season and have won only one of the 10 games they have scored in first. Do you think they're going to go down? Be the richest club in the Championship? be interesting I think they've got a few key weeks coming up in terms of transfer market because if they can't get those players in I think they might be in trouble obviously mm. Chris Wood's there but he's not had the best start mm. Kieran Trippier I'm not sure he's really done but I think he's his first game is when they went out in the in the FA Cup so that's not mm. a debut to remember for him is it so yeah it's, it's going to be a struggle for them I think but I'm still thinking back like why didn't they just keep Steve Bruce like he yeah, he would have totally. kept them up I know we harp on about Steve Bruce, like people think we're obsessed with him, but I just think if you needed like a relegation specialist or someone like that to really just say, you know, keep them up, because you're talking about Eddie Howe, like he's not going to extract loads of goals out of Chris Wood. He's not going to really get the best out of like Alan St. St. Maximan. So if you can't reach that next level of manager, I just think yeah. you go for someone well, who's going to secure the, you. Especially with the money that they've got now. I mean, they were kind of putting it out to a few different managers, weren't they? Like, I don't mean they were desperate to get a manager. That's why they got Eddie Howe. But on paper, if you've got all this money, why would you have gone for Eddie Howe mm, looking yeah. at his his history over the last 18 months? Well, like That's so true because we I think we even said when they got him in, it's like that's a weird choice if what you need is to organise your defence. Yeah. yeah, That's a really weird choice. And also Chris Wood is a weird signing because Eddie Howe is well known for playing slick passing football. Chris Wood is a big tough lump lumbering centre forward good centre forward like apart yeah. from I think outside of the top six I don't think there's any striker that's scored more goals in the last few years in the Premier League but he's not your man get the ball into feet little no. give and goes that's I, I think that's really really weird here's the stat I've been waiting to get to well a couple of stats Villa 2 Manchester United 2 Philippe Coutinho has already scored more goals in the Premier League than Jadon Sancho lol Manchester United have conceded two more goals than bottom of the table Burnley Wow. Lol, 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 lol. <laughs> was, that, was, yeah. was that added to your little stat thing? Is that, is that in... Great, great yeah. banter there, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> what's going on? United is still rubbish. Why? Yeah. yeah, well, De Gea's made the most saves so far in the Premier League this season, um, which we've got a great keeper. If we didn't have him, this, this would be a terrible situation to be in. Um, I just, I think Man United have made a massive uh, error by telling the players, telling the team that they've got Ralph in for a period of time and then he's going to be going upstairs. Mm. So who are they impressing? Who are they every mm. week on week? Who are they desperate to impress? There's just so many players with like the futures up in the air though, Hannah. It's like who's actually committed and who wants to stay? Because you've got like players like Sancho. I saw someone saying the other day, like, is he going to be considering his future already? Mm. And it's like £70 million signing in the summer. And then you've got like yeah. people like Van der Beek, you've got Anthony Martial, who yeah. publicly uh, wants to go. Um, you know, Jesse Lingard's contract's up in the summer. Paul Pogba's yeah. contract's up in the summer. So it's like, it's in such a state of flux at the moment. No, like, what no do they one. even do to like see it through? Because... Ultimately, a success this season will be Champions League, but I don't yeah. know if they'll get it. I think they're too inconsistent. But what? So, like, sorry to cut you off, but like, not, and I don't want to bring it back to Tottenham, but like, it's a similar position to where Spurs were in the sense that, like, there's a lot of players who I think were probably on the phone to their agent going, yeah. get yeah. me out of here, negotiate a deal for the summer. And then, thank God and God knows how, Antonio Conte came in and said, oh, actually, maybe we'll give it a go. Yeah. Yeah. But United are in that position where it's like, well, this guy's out at the end of the summer anyway. So yeah. they must be like, yeah. oh, I'm just going to play out the next 15 games and then just get me a move. Yeah, because you play for the team, you play for your manager, don't you? You don't 
that I feel like we've mentioned this in the past where we've got a lot of individuals with credentials and being paid a lot of money. And what really annoyed me last night was um, everyone was going, oh, look at Ronaldo's reaction to being taken off last night. He was fuming. Of course he was fuming. Mm. Can you imagine Gary Neville, Scolzi, Beckham... Ron at least he King, cares. Any of those yeah. players, if they were taken off, they would have had that same reaction because they gave a to the team. Mm. Um, and I, I just thought last night, why, why are the media making it a thing that Ronaldo was frustrated because he was taken off? Yeah. Because he wants to play. He wants the team to win. Yeah. He wants, well, he said top three, but we'll be lucky if we get top four, I think, this season. But, but you watch you, any big player come off the pitch, I don't know, Mo Salah, Kevin De Bruyne, like whoever it might be, Jorginho, they're never going to be like, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Like, they're always going to be annoyed. It's like, like, oh, thank God. And you, you want them anyway. to react yeah. like that because if they're not yeah. reacting like that, they don't care. Where's so the that's, that's right. But I think Ralph's doing the right thing at the moment because he's played Anthony Alanga and Mason Greenwood the last yeah. few games. And you can tell, like, I think it's a similar thing with Arsenal when they're really struggling with their senior players. What they did was just throw the youngsters on because yeah. ultimately, youngsters they've got a point to prove yeah. they're, they're not just there for no reason. They Their career is at stage of make or break yeah. all the time. If if you're not constantly performing, you're you're in danger of like being forgotten about as, as a youngster if you're not there. So Greenwood and Langa, they've they've got the passion. They're obviously club um, academy products as well. Yeah. So maybe that's what he needs to do. He just needs to throw the gauntlet down and say, look, if these youngsters are performing then the senior players need to take a serious look at themselves mm-hmm. and, and and think about what sort of performances they're putting in. Yeah. I think Manchester United are in quite an advantageous position as well because unlike so many clubs, they can just go, do you know what? We're going to get a lot of young players, a lot of the youngsters in the team to the end of the season. We're not going to go down. Even if we don't qualify for Europe at all, we're still Manchester United. Yeah. We can still attract the very best players in the world in the summer, even if we finish 10th, 11th, 12th, whatever let those young players come through and you're right and then show those kind of senior pros and also give the fans a little bit of something yeah, to yeah. kind of shout about. Because Alanga, uh, apparently, with it, according to the stats, he made 29 sprints um, in the match for United. Okay, which is was more that against Brentford or was that that's the other Brentford, night? Yeah. Um, yeah, and that was more than um, any other uh, players, more sprints than any other players for the team of made there this you season. Go. So that shows you, yeah. like you say, he's come through the academy and he's hungry and he wants it. Fresh meat, love it. <laughs> What? <laughs> I don't think that's happening, is it? <laughs> um, right, it's time for um, everybody's favourite feature. It's time for things that make you go. Mm. It's worse when you see a person do it, isn't it? Mm. Oh, oh, the tongue. Oh, had, the tongue. So the last person to use that microphone had a cold sore mic, so be careful. Mm. Oh, bye, Joe. Bye. <laughs> Just do the alphabet on it. That's oh, the that's the trick. Um, so, oh, oh, sorry, it's a little bit of, oh, oh I thought it was done. Um, so what, <laughs> also the mic's quite stubbly, so it's quite nice. It was like yeah. kissing a man with uh, five o'clock oh, shadow. Oh, it is very, very stubbly. All right, so you, both sorry. of us, oh, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Mike. Um, <laughs> see what made me go, mm, Spurs comeback win. Oh, God, oh, here we go. Oh, two, two, one down at the King Power. Right, it's all over, right? But it's like being in Amsterdam four years ago because Stephen Bergwijn comes on in extra time. In the 95th minute, little Stevie B gets a goal. You think, okay, point, not a bad result. Leicester take the kickoff, gets tackled straight. I think it's uh, Yuri Tielemans, misplaces a pass. Holberg straight to Harry Kane, through ball to Bergwijn, goes round the keeper, centre-back slides in, misses the ball, in off the post, win the game in the 97th minute, bada-bing, bada-boom. Oh, 
What a, what a moment. And Antonio Conte's unbeaten run uh, in the Premier League with Spurs is still intact. I'm looking at second place now. I'm, sorry, the sofa's shaking because I'm hitting it. <laughs> like, I'm looking up, I'm thinking, why can't we finish second? Liverpool have got two players away at the African Cup of Nations. Yeah. Oh, the sky's the limit for Tottenham at the moment, isn't it, Mike? I mean, what are Leicester doing? Like to to concede like that losing after, to the best team after, after the kickoff. <laughs> I mean, you have to you have to look at them as much as you're looking at Spurs. But um, I'm I'm actually disappointed that the North London derby got called off because mm. I was I was quite confident heading mm. into that game until we lost Xhaka to to suspension and we had no midfielders. I was actually thinking this is a good time to to play Spurs because they're at a low ebb. But now they've got this massive like morale boosting result. And it's a bit like, ugh. I'm, 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 I'm just annoyed. I'm not with these postponements at all. No. They, they, they really, really annoy me because that, like, the Premier League is, they have to change the rules because when they're saying, oh, you need 13 outfield players, but it's not like any number of COVID cases, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, it should be a minimum number of COVID cases that there are to get a game called off. Because if not, just play the academy players. That's what they're there for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Spurs actually put out a statement when the North London derby was um, was postponed, saying we regret to announce that Sunday's North London derby against Arsenal has been postponed. This follows an application from Arsenal, boo, to the Premier League on the basis of a combination of COVID existing in recent injuries and players on international duty at the Africa Cup of Nations. We are extremely surprised that this application has been approved. We ourselves were disqualified from the Europa Conference League after a significant number of COVID cases meant we needed to reschedule a fixture and our application to move our Leicester fixture was not approved. The original intention of the guidance was to deal with player availability directly affected by COVID cases. We do not believe it was the intent to deal with player unavailability unrelated to COVID. So basically what they're saying right. is it's like lasagna gate again when Arsene Wenger poisoned our lasagna. Right, but there's dirty a, Arsenal. But there's no other teams. Again. There's there's no other teams in, in in the league that have got their games postponed. Burnley have just had two in the last week. Yeah, it's you lot. You just so sorry, so is case, it Arsenal or the rules? Were there at Arsenal? Well, there was there was only there was only one known case, but we don't know obviously what happened because what? obviously because we're Liverpool. Yeah, but with Liverpool um, against Arsenal in the in the Carabao Cup semi final when it got um, postponed, they said they said they had a number of of tests, positive tests, but then afterwards, Klopp came out and said that actually there was a lot of false negatives. And then there was something about, oh, they, they hired like a, a third party company to, to look into it and do like mm. their own PCR tests. I don't know. I'm not saying this, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's dodgy, but it's absolutely yeah, it has jokes, to be looked into. It? But it's meant to be, it's meant to be for COVID cases. I'm not actually slagging off Arsenal. I mean, I am, but like not just Arsenal. And don't get me wrong, if it was the other way around, Daniel Levy would have done exactly the same thing. Of course, he would. my point is, it's like the Premier League needs to be, and Carabao Cup or whoever it is, needs to be a bit firmer and go, no, the rules for COVID. So it doesn't matter. Because also, because now you're yeah. at the ludicrous stage where Spurs have got four games in hand on some teams. Yeah. And that's really stupid. Where are those games going to be made up? And yeah. also the point of a league is you all play all the same time. And that kind of, that has a motivational factor. Yeah. So you start to really compromise the integrity of haven't, the Haven't yeah. Burnley got about five or six games to play? Yeah. Yeah. So they so they're like right at the bottom, but they're going to have a stage where they're playing like twice a week for like two, a month and a half. And also, yeah. Watford, Newcastle, or whatever might think, oh, we've done enough to stay up. Yeah. But then Burnley know exactly what they have to do to stay yeah. up. Yeah. I like. I think it really compromises they sh- the integrity. They should have had at Christmas like a two-week break um, for all teams to 
like get this are people sort of isolate and and everything get it out of the system because that's yeah. when it was pretty bad yeah. before christmas wasn't it they should have had something but there's just no consistency of the rules and no and it's stuff because now, it's so. because they don't want the season to to go beyond may like they just yeah. really don't want to so they'll yeah. try and cram things in around christmas i don't understand why you couldn't have just done that break and just push the season back by two weeks but there's not been i know in germany and italy there's not been a single postponement for a game and yeah. i'm pretty sure in spain and france there's been one postponement in the entire league calendar yeah. so far yeah. and it's like they're just getting on with it you just you deal yeah. with it and yeah, you do. and kind of roll on um hannah what made you go oh yes oh this week <laughs> Do you know what I will I will say? Not with that noise. I'll just rub my face on this grisly mic. Uh, the West Ham Leeds game. West Ham. Spent too much time with me and Mike. West Ham. <laughs> West Ham. Yeah, that game, that match. I enjoyed watching oh, it. It was jolly good, wasn't it? Rafinha was superb. Yeah. Really good player. He'll go to a bigger club, won't he? Yeah, absolutely. I Sorry, think... Leeds fans. Yeah. Well. Our bloody big club. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the interpreter you know. after. Um with when Marco's talking because oh, it, it was you know when you joked the other week it's like yeah bruv yeah what he's saying yeah he's he's saying things and that I'm sure he said yeah bruv when he <laughs> when he was doing it the other day and I actually watched the um, post-match interviews just for him yeah he's so was my, brilliant yeah. like, See, and, uh, sorry, Johnny's and he's like yeah so basically like the boys played really well yeah and we're just like really happy to like put a good <laughs> runner like result. yeah what are you saying fam yeah like <laughs> that was a really talk. good show thank you yeah. It's, it's so like you've had good. practice. He's yeah. he's he's my, one of my favourite characters in the Premier League. Yeah, he's my favourite. <laughs> well, no, not Sean Sean Dyche first, then him definitely. Um, but Rafini was absolutely fantastic at the London Stadium. Um, Alex Oxley Chamberlain's diving header against Brentford as well, quite like that. Yeah. Mike, what's made you go? Oh, 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 this week. <laughs> um, I think it was. It's like a little piglet. I don't, know to, I don't know how to react to it. I think um, I'm going to have to eat some humble pie because I did back Ooh, Chelsea for the... For the t- Mate, you will. <laughs> Sorry. You did last night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Come on, love. Gross. I'll be Mufasa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. That's on camera as well. Sorry. It's all right. Um, yeah, no, I've, I think I actually do need to needs to take a step back because yeah. I did back Chelsea for the title Me too. Um, back at the beginning of the season and they've been faltering um, so yeah it's not it's not anything particularly that makes me go mm, but mm. more like hmm I was yeah. wrong I, I was wrong but to, to be fair like Man City are absolutely killing it at the moment yeah. and it, it does help when you've got a £50 million signing in every position so yeah and also like when they get kind of shut down or whatever by Chelsea's defensive solidity and a good shape you still got Kevin De Bruyne, yeah. Who's just a diff. I personally think is a different level even to the other players in the City team. He scored this week, didn't he? Well, yeah. yeah. We basically got fouled, goal, but yeah. somehow stayed on his feet, and then just 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 curled it into the bottom corner, and it's just a thing of beauty. And I do, I I hate City and everything they stand for, and I think Guardiola is pretty annoying, but I just love him. He's a beautiful, beautiful footballer to watch. He's brilliant, yeah, yeah. And interesting at the start of the season, we were saying, "Oh, is Harry Kane going to go to City?" Um, they're going to need a, a striker like Harry Kane, but actually... Don't need him, do Don't they? need him, no. Don't need him. Thank God he's at Spurs because he was fantastic last night. Everyone else was useless as per 
But Kane basically, yeah, just make, would, oh, let people behind the door then, haven't I? Was it last night? Was it three days ago? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, sorry, I'm getting so excited. <laughs> um, Norwich 2, Everton 1, under Rafael Benitez, Everton earned just 19 points in 19 Premier League matches. Their lowest tally at the halfway stage for, come on brain, 15 years. The Toffees lost nine of their final 12 league matches under the Spaniard. Um, he's gone, Hannah. Was it his fault? Well, yeah, because nine <laughs> defeats in 12 games. It's bad, isn't it? Yeah, people didn't want him there in the first place, did they? So, no, it but was, it was a, a never, he was never gonna, it was always like a, a, I'd say like Steve Bruce, similar to when he went to Newcastle. If a lot of um, fans have said, if Rafa comes in, we're not gonna watch the football. Mm. And you've lost a chunk of players straight away. They've made up their mind already, haven't yeah. they? But yeah. why? Because if we're watching it and all of us are watching it and going, that's weird because obviously he's associated with Liverpool and Everton have got these issues that it's a squad assembled by several different managers and it's pretty incoherent and they're not going to like the style of football. If we know that, why does he take that job? Is it just ego? Yeah, and I can't, sometimes I can't work out why a manager wouldn't turn around and say, Do you know, and it'll be down to money, I'm showing the contract. But when you know that people dislike you that much in a team, why would you take the job in the first place? And after a period of time, why would you just not leave? But you are right, as you touched on good because if someone went, can you guys come and do this podcast? Everyone hates you on the podcast, but we're going to pay you a million quid a month. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, whatever, yeah. 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 So it probably is dad. But it's like his legacy, Mike, is it like, is that the last big job he's going to be able to get? Because his star has been falling, isn't it? Yeah, I think... I'm I'm not sure if it was completely money related because I think he was managing in China before and he would have been on a good good wage over there mm. and then and he's then he's come back to the Premier League obviously maybe he was seeing it as his last big like Premier League job essentially because he, he's been at Newcastle before but he's not had a load of big jobs in the Premier League since then has he like mm. since Liverpool so this maybe was like his his last chance to make his mark and it's not you know what I do feel sorry for him because Everton is just a complete mess and yeah. the fact that they gave Carlo Ancelotti such a big budget to go and buy all of these players bought like Hamas Rodriguez they bought Alan they spent a load a load of money mm. um and then he ends up joining Real Madrid like yeah shortly later so if anything I think I, I would say they've been a bit stiffed by by Carlo it is worth saying actually that at the same time as Rafa Benitez was getting fired Carlo Ancelotti was busy winning the Spanish Super Cup yeah they're top of La Liga and if he wins La Liga this season. He'll become the first manager in history to win the league in the big five European leagues. So when people are like, oh, I don't know what, don't know why Carlo Ancelotti would leave. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then it's like, why would you, it was, it was weird when he, when he took the Everton job, wasn't it? It was like Carlo Ancelotti. Really? Is at, he confused? At Goodison Park. Did he think it was Liverpool? Yeah. Like, what's going on? I got really like, confused. <laughs> yeah. Not again, Carlo. I've been redecorated. <laughs> Colours are different. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's an impossible job though, Everton, isn't it? Looks like it's going to be Roberto Martinez next. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think it's beyond the possibility that, that Real's possibility they could go down because that yeah. club just needs a fire sale and to start again, right? Roberto Martinez. But then again, he's already been at, at Everton recently. Got 2016. Fired. The, the fans turned on him at, at the end. So why would you like go back to an ex sort of thing? Mm. You just never would. And <laughs> I think I think Wayne Rooney's in the frame for it. There's a, there's a few. There was even someone linking Jose Mourinho to it. I, I read earlier today. Yeah, so. things will go south at Roma. Yeah, so. just, just get him in. I don't think it would be a good move for Wayne Rooney. I don't think Wayne Rooney would want to go there, would he? Well, he's nearly um, saved Derby. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's the point I'm making. I, I think um, Rooney could 
should ride out his experience a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, and I think there'll be big things to come from Wayne Rooney uh, in terms of a, a manager in the future. But yeah. I think he probably just needs a bit of time. To yeah. Kind he of... just he just needs a club that's not in turmoil. Like, yeah. Because imagine that being that. your first managerial gig. Yeah. Like yeah. it's been tough, and he's come out of it with with a lot of a lot of credentials. Yeah. Like you say, Hannah. And you don't want to like uproot Joyce, do you? At like her time of life, moving to Liverpool from Derby. If he moved, <laughs> I'll just know she's got. Why are you looking at us? Yeah. So Where are we going, Wayne? <laughs> In the fucking van. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. removals. <laughs> hey, Stevie, bring the van around. <laughs> Pop Joyce in back. Sorry, I'm so, so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. He's not sorry. Awful. Sorry, Wayne. Sorry, Wayne, you're doing a really good job. We at love Wayne Rooney, though, don't yeah. we? But I think I prefer your Wayne Rooney accent more than anything. Oh, God. Uh, Man City won, Chelsea nil, as we said. Um, Mike, do you think Thomas Tuchel was taking a little dig at Romelu Lukaku? He said we lacked quality up front. Yeah, I think he he spoke about him again, and I think maybe he when when he did criticise him, he sort of regretted it after because he said it in in his post match interview with uh, with BT, and he was like, oh, he, he lost the ball quite a few times. He had he had a huge chance, and then in every single other interview that he did, because you know they do about five hundred after a game. Yeah, journalists asked him, oh, like, would you make of Lukaku? Why did you criticise Lukaku? And it, at, at one of them, he actually snapped and was like, look, I wasn't really criticising. I was criticising more like our, our forwards. It's just a delicate situation because yeah. ultimately you've got like a £97.5 million club record signing who's already been at the club before. He's not really performing. He's done a big interview where he's talked about that he's not happy with his situation and he wants to go back to Inter Milan while still in his prime. It's a big issue. So Tuchel's got a tough job mm. like to really manage that situation. Um, but at the moment, it's not going great. So the focus will ultimately come down to to his management of the players and the Lukaku situation. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. One of the things I think that you know, obviously, as United fan, Hannah, is Romelu Lukaku is famously like a, a confidence player. Yeah. And he's quite, I think he's quite a sensitive guy, Yeah, which is, I mean, we can all identify with that because most footballers are kind of laser focused. And I think he doesn't handle the criticism that well, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I understand. I will fall apart. Uh, um, but like right now, he's obviously been in the spotlight a lot for stuff that is unfootball, not football related. Then like he's reading this story from his manager and you're right. You're more likely to listen to criticism. So he might hear the one interview where Tuchel says that. Yeah. And think, oh, he's talking about me. Yeah. He's going to start to struggle. Like something needs to happen publicly to get him his confidence back, doesn't it? Yeah, I just don't think that, I think that relationship between the two of them is quite strained. Mm. And I don't know if you can really come back from that, yeah. um, from Lukaku's statement that he made. And then you know, like, he did dig him out by saying up front, everybody knows that he was talking about Lukaku. Yeah. He wasn't talking about anybody else. He was talking about uh, mm. Romelu Lukaku there. So, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I can't see how they're going to build their relationship yeah. again. I think it'll just be a matter of time before Lukaku leaves. Chelsea now four Premier League matches without a win. The first time a Thomas Tuchel side has embarked on such a run since October 2016 when he was with Dortmund. They got Spurs at the weekend. They smash them. <laughs> Carve them up. You confident, Joe? I'm so confident. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, because I'm an idiot, and so I've seen <laughs> us beat Leicester in the last minute. Yeah, you're like, I think we can beat anyone. But yeah, did because... you say it, yeah earlier that if it wasn't for Harry Kane, you didn't play very well? Yeah, yeah. But I know I'm an idiot. So it's like, I'll watch the game and if we lose, I'd just be like, that's it, Conte out. Yeah. I nearly I nearly messaged the group last night, but I knew Hannah was working and you were at the Lion King, she'd be like, Conte out. <laughs> <laughs> what, when it was 2-1? When, when we were 2-1 down, get him out. 
Get him out. Sack him. Hate him. Hate him. But that's the big game this weekend, Mike. Chelsea are in bad yeah. form. Spurs are still unbeaten in the Premier League. I know I keep banging on about it, and Conte's yeah. not going to give. <laughs> and Conte's not going to give them an easy ride. <laughs> easy. Oh, Antonio, don't want you to give me an easy ride. <laughs> That's awesome. Is that, is that Thomas? Tuchel? That's Thomas Tuchel. Yeah. <laughs> and then I had a talent. Oh, I'm not gonna. Maybe he's not like that. He's not Johnny from Blackpool. Oh, <laughs> Thomas, it's not gonna be we've easy. Not, we've, we've not heard your Italian. I, can, I don't know if I can do it. That, oh, it's a bit like that. It's like, uh, Thomas, it's going to be a very good game. Uh, what do you want to do? It's a pizza pie? <laughs> a little bit of... Um, <laughs> is that offensive? He's quite, yeah. he, he's quite low-key, though, like Hannah, isn't he? Oh. Conte. Yeah. He's quite, like, droney, isn't he? Oh, he's not really like a... Uh, uh, that's Pep, isn't it? It's, uh, but, uh, you know, it's very much like this. Uh, yeah. It's quite monotone, he is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he's oh, very monotone. Oh, that sounds like you've got a really bad hangover and you're dehydrated. Oh, help me. It's like, that's a bit like Al Pacino, that one. Oh, yeah. How did you know it was a Fugazi? But what do you think it will? What What do you think it will happen at the weekend, Mike? What do what I do you, think it will happen? What do you think will happen at the weekend, Mike? When Tottenham go peace down for Bridge, Mike? <laughs> what are you gonna win or what? Um, I don't know. You know, like because look, watching Chelsea recently, um, I watched their game against Brighton and they were terrible. Yeah. So I don't really know how he's going to fix it. I know they've got a lot of injuries, but um, the intensity that Spurs play at under Conte, they're always going to get up for a big game like that. But exactly. the, the the thing, the one criticism, and Joe's mum, if if you're listening, yeah, I'm she not have, I'm looking at the camera. I'm not having a dig, yeah, before you get on to Joe about me. But um, no, no, I don't no, have nothing to do with it. No, <laughs> no, just, no but they've not, they've not been great against the big teams, have they? Then that's that's where they struggle. So it'd be interesting to see how. How it plays out. Why does why is he like this, man? Like what is I don't know, like I don't know what's wrong with that. I don't know what's wrong with like, Complete fair criticism, but I'll get hounded for it. She will be she'll be fuming. She's gonna hit the roof. Um yeah, Spurs have got Chelsea at the weekend, of course. Um that is the big game. That is a big game, what are you talking about? We're doing a new uh spin-off podcast we're doing a new like extra podcast every week we're going to start putting some extra bits out like little trailers and little fun bits like that but also interviews with comedians and funny people and stuff like that and this week we had jack skipper on rose ed time added on here's a little snippet i did a i did a a tiktok live which i really regret (laughs) yeah it was like a qvc style selling (laughs) i didn't know what i was walking into right (laughs) And it, I walked got there. Oh, I was even little things. I don't, I don't, I'm embarrassed saying this. Day before, I had a sunbed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought, I'm gonna have a sunbed. I'm, I'm a stranger to a stand up good. sunbed. I didn't look. I didn't. I thought I was gonna look some like sexy Latin lover. No, <laughs> pink lobster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I went. So I was like, hot lights on me and all that. I was feeling really sort of like overwhelmed. And you got to try and sell these things on it, and they don't give you a script. And I, I didn't have my glasses, so some bloke's reading up the stuff that I've got to oh, say so on So you, you were like the shopping TV presenter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. really good. Oh and then what they got, they got the live comment that's coming through. Yeah, yeah. Right? And uh, and so like, I thought the comments were going to be, how much does this cost? And I'll be like, I'll tell them how much it costs. But it, no, it was just trolls yeah. <laughs> abusing me. What stuff were they saying? Um, you're uglier than I thought you were. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, you're, you're an embarrassment. Um, what? Calling me all the... Everything. And then I'm there just trying to go... So yeah, buy these AirPods. Uh. And could you see the comments? Yeah, I can see. You have to read the comment because they're telling you like you got to re- like, reply to people's comments because yeah, they're yeah, asking yeah, yeah. how yeah. much this is. Where can I buy this? No one was asking that. 
at all at all but that's the problem is because i've done that stuff where you read out like the live comments or whatever yeah. and it's like so oh denise says she loves the diamante ones well actually denise we do have those on special offer yeah. um johnny says i'm an absolute cu- oh actually, <laughs> yeah, moving yeah, on. that's exactly <laughs> yeah. but then you're there sunburn feeling yeah. feeling a bit vulnerable <laughs> and then you've got three four or three or four people look around you looking at you you're there just, i just wanted my mum <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go you can listen to the so rest so good of- so good what my oh the interview yeah because you were just coming back into it oh shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah i thought you meant my trail for it no no because you pause and then we're going back into it like yeah. you've just played it so i'm like oh so good as if we're just listening to the reaction otherwise it sounds weird i don't, I don't know if hannah's it. taking the mic or not no neither did i because no. hannah's like it's quite hard because she's like yeah it's quite hard to read your eyes sometimes yeah. <laughs> so yeah joe so, yeah so good i yeah, really enjoyed it yeah joe yeah great yeah <laughs> Class. Such a good okay, presenter. do that bit again then. No, it was good. It worked. Okay, it was fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but now it's uh, it's time to. It's obviously January for the window, hmm. so it's time to find out what's happening in transfer oh, tidbits. It's good because we have got headphones in, so we can't hear it as well. Tasty. <laughs> Jess is in for a treat. So unfortunately. <laughs> Oh, she listens to us. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Hey Jess. Um. You're right. Love. All the best. Make um, sure you bring your silk kimono. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. 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 Um. Yes, Mike. What's happening? In yeah. The so unfortunately, Hannah, it's um Man United related. A lot of it. Um. Okay. But the Sun have got a story saying Cristiano Ronaldo's representatives have told United that he will look to leave Old Trafford in the summer if they fail to qualify for the Champions League. So Ronaldo's return to Old Trafford could be cut short. And you have to say that's quite a realistic mm. thing that could happen, that they yeah. don't qualify for the Champions League. When's he going to retire? He's never going to retire. <laughs> yeah, no. he's going to outlive us all. I think he'll like play till he's about 42, 43. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Specifically. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I was going to say 45, but I was like, oh, I'm not sure. That, that may be a bit of a stretch. Zlatan? Ibrahimovic. Zlatan's 39, I think. Yeah. A- approaching 40. He- he's yeah. still going. Yeah. But R- Ronaldo's changed his game so much. He doesn't, he's not reliant on pace, but I just don't know whether he has the sort of intensity to play. I, g- I guess it, I guess it depends on who United get in next. Yeah. Cause and he- what sort of style of football they play. Cause if it's like someone like Maurizio Pochettino, is, is he really He's gonna not going to suit that. Yeah, is yeah. he going to fit into that style? I'm not sure. And the argument is that Ronaldo is not supposed to be playing too deep anyway, as he was um, against Brentford. He he needs to have a, a quicker yeah. team around him, and that's the whole like ethos of of him being in the team. So I, I could I could totally understand, to be honest, if he if he turns around and said he's going to leave, I think people would understand that, wouldn't yeah. they? Just sticking with Man United, there's another rumour saying that um, they will let Jesse Lingard leave in January if a cub, if a club, if a cub, a cub, lion cub, a small fox, lion king, if a cub, if if uh, Simba pays 3.5 million pound loan fee for him, if if a did you say Simba? I said yeah, I said cub, Simba, yeah, yeah, get it, yeah. That's why you guys did the comedy. Um, but yeah, basically, yeah, if that? a club pay a loan fee, then they'll let him leave in January. If not, his contract is obviously up in the summer. So, yeah. Jesse Lingard, he was great at West Ham. I would like he? him at Tottenham. I'd rather play him in central midfield than Harry Winks. I what, Can he play in central midfield? Is that his sort of... But i just get him like hustling and bustling up and down. <laughs> is that... It's a technical term. Yeah. <laughs> I think a move for him would be good for him as a player. Yeah, I think I mean when when he was at loan on loan at West Ham, he and I saw him play. 
Like I was like, this this guy's a proper player. Like I've yeah. always hated him because <laughs> of, his, of his not hated him, but had a strong dislike towards him because of his celebrations. Yeah, yeah. like when when he does a little flute thing. Yeah, when he goes like that, I was like, mate, like grow up, man. Come on, like why 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 are you doing that? Well, you're Mr. Tumnus, so you're the only one who can play the flute. <laughs> you're the only fawn yeah. in this. You, you know what? Yeah, I, I I went to the barber and I got like a he he trimmed my beard and he has done it like quite Tumnus esque. <laughs> it's like in a bit of a point. So like give me like the sort of illusion that I have a, a jawline and and a, and a chin. So yeah, I'll I'll, I'll take that one. Um, so apparently, Bayern are prepared to challenge United in the race to sign Switzerland and Borussia Mönchengladbach midfielder Dennis Zakaria. Okay, um, that comes from Bill's Christian Falk. <laughs> Obviously, United need a midfielder. That's that's clear to everyone. Dennis Zakaria. Dennis Zakaria. Yeah. <laughs> That, Give him the bags. Dennis Zakaria. <laughs> he could be like the Dennis the water carrier. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah it works. Word, yeah. Uh, but obviously, United need a midfielder. Fred and McTominay is the most tired mm. midfield partnership in the Premier League with Nemanja Matic as backup. <laughs> yeah, and Paul Pogba, who's probably leaving. Yeah. Um. So that that would be an interesting one. And then um, we'll do a bit of Spurs transfer news, Joe. Let's do it. Shockingly, AC Milan are interested in signing Tottenham defender Jaffet Tanganga on loan. Quality. But the Premier League side would prefer to sell the, the Englishman. Why do like suddenly Italian sides love an English centre-back? Chris Smalling, um, I was about to say Tamuri Ketspire, not the Georgian who played for Newcastle, for Kai Tamori. Yeah, that's the one. Um, Jaffet Tanganga. Yeah. It's a bit of a, like an English influx. And obviously you've got um, Tammy Abraham's gone to Roma as well. Ashley Cole played for Roma at one stage. But Ashley, yeah, yeah, he was there. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because yeah. Jaffet is like, because the problem is when we play Chelsea on Sundays, I'm giving it kind of the big one. Ultimately, Tottenham still do have Harry Winks, central midfield and Jaffet Tanganga playing right side of defence. So if you're a coach with half a brain, it's like, we'll just just focus on them. Not, not a fan. He's, he's, I met him and he's really nice. But, <laughs> but with the with with the football not so much <laughs> he's just like do you know what it's like he's just obviously the weak link and he's a premier yeah. league quality player but like if you're looking to if you've got aspirations of european football and champions league football he's, he's not he was pretty there. much at fault for both goals in the carabao cup yeah and chelsea the um second leicester goal last night it's not really his fault but he like the deflection came off him to go in he's just Always wrong place at. It's just not the quite falling for him at the moment. He just he just doesn't quite have it. That right side of yeah. defence is a mess. Emerson Royale got taken off at half time again. Oh. He's just oh. a donkey. Like apps, we cannot. <laughs> we we honestly we just we got the curse of the Spurs right back. Yeah. Ever since Pascal Chimbonda, we can't get a decent. Well, that's not true. Carl Walker and Kiri Trippier were good. But <laughs> but like after that. But honestly, played Moose is okay there. Didn't obviously do a job. Serge Aurier there. Emerson Royale. Um, Matt Doherty. Matt Doherty actually played all right last night, but it's just a real proposition for us that. It's time for Mike's AFCON Corner, presented by me, Joe Forrester. Sigh <laughs> <laughs> relief there. there. <laughs> I know, I just did it. Just, he looks so shocked. Um, it's quite long, this bit, Hannah, so concentrate. I'll try and make you laugh. Oh, right, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Be professional. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> Are you? No. A lot of words here. Ghana's Africa Cup of Nations campaign came to a humiliating end after they were beaten 3-2 by debutants Comoros to finish bottom of Group C with a single point. Morocco topped Group C with seven points, followed by Gabon on five, who also advanced to the second round after the two sides drew two all. Already eliminated Zimbabwe upset Guinea with a 2-1 win, although Guinea will still advance to the last 16 as runners-up in Group B. 
And Senegal finished top of the group after a goalless draw against Malawi. Malawi were level with Guinea on four points, but Guinea finished second based on the head-to-head result. Next week, Hannah East's AFCON corner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to that. Right, I should also just say as well, we have a sponsor. We're partnered with Vare Clothing. <laughs> oh God, I did it wrong again. We're partnered with Vare Clothing, a cool clothing company where the idea is to create a wardrobe of essential pieces at affordable prices. And because you listen to Rosette, all you have to do is head to virclothing.com and use the code JOE20, that's J-O-E-20, to receive 20% off your order. And all the money raised goes towards the podcast. Right, one final thing. Um, Hannah, I'm sure you saw this. There was an article in the Mirror this week where... Reputable. Pardon? Reputable source. Very reputable. Where a man (laughs) said his meat diet lets him have sex five times a day with animal passion. But here's the twist. Yuri Tolochko, 37, is married to five different sex dolls. And he has sex with them regularly. That's not what I'm getting at. But, yes, Hannah. But what was that thing called that you actually... On TV. Um, <laughs> Karen, and we don't speak anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I actually work with someone called Karen. Sorry, I imagine Karen. she listens. What was it? Thick? What oh, was the thing? Flashlight. That's it. I think. I think it was one finger. It was one finger. Finger. Yeah. Do, 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 I'd do, love it for you just to put that clip in there when you did that. I could pop that in. Yeah. Cool. That's what I said. You can. <laughs> um, He's done it already, but we want it again. Would you just actually, before I ask the question, Mike, would you have sex with a sex doll? Your girlfriend's not around anymore. She's, something's happened. What's happened to her? <laughs> I don't know. She's dead now. Yeah. She's just she's like getting rid of her. She's 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 gone for whatever reason. Yeah. Even though you've mutually decided it's not yeah. it's not working because you don't like Preston. And but you've bought a sex doll. Yeah. I've bought you a sex doll. So you what? What are we talking? Well. Are we talking like hyper realistic? Yeah, I, I would do it like as per your taste. If you tell me Joe, I like this. Yeah. No, I no. I've got to say, like my my life has got to reach some sort of like <laughs> low point to actually sit there at home and have sex with a sex doll. It, yeah. it, it it just feels. How, does how do you know? How does it feel? No, it feels it feels weird. <laughs> the, the thought of it feels very very weird because it's like they don't move. No, it's a bit. So like, what is it imitating? Yeah. I wouldn't have sex with a sex doll. No, I've gone on record and said that now. So that's that sponsorship deal out the window. <laughs> <laughs> but what I wanted to ask Hannah is, would you marry? Is there like an inanimate object that you would marry? Because I would marry, like, so for example, um, my nostril hair trimmers. Like yeah. if I was to marry just an object, because <laughs> I was thinking like, I was thinking about this, so what do I really love that's really improved my life? And you're genuinely thinking about this. My nostril hair trimmers, because Mike, as you get older and you're quite a hirsute man anyway. So like a what? Hirsute, it means hairy. I guess word of the day. Um, that's another spin-off, Rosette, word of the day. <laughs> um, but like my nostril hair trimmers, because I have to do my nostrils almost every day. And I've got really? one. Yeah, I've got one that kind of grows out the side and it's almost pubic. In its sort of, I had to actually because because I've got a visitor this weekend. Uh, um, uh, he's moisturising his <laughs> all week. <laughs> all week, it's all I've been doing. Um, I did two then, um, but like I've got like a long black hair that's wiry that comes out the side of my ear. Mm. That happens when you get older. So I, my nostril hair trimmer—it's ten ninety-nine. I've had it about ten years. Bucks a train. Do you not get the, uh, the the old Turkish treatment at, at the barber where they where they light like the the thingy magic and like burn your your ear hairs and, and nose hairs have you ever heard of that i would love that no they ear candles yeah the, well sort of but it's like 
when I went the other day, I didn't use it, but it was like a plastic bottle and wrapped around it was like a lighter and a, a little Is that cotton how people pad. People smoke crack. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Where do you get your hair cut? Yeah. It, it looked really weird, but I was like, I was like, that's the, that's for the ears, right? He was like, yeah, yeah, because like this, my <laughs> yeah, yeah. my my barber like offers <laughs> to like do like my my monobrow as well. Like with with a wax, but it's really weird. Like I really hate it. I did it once. I've never done it again because you just sort of sat there with like this like black glue on your face for like two minutes. But you shave your your monobrow right? Because it's it looks like two separate eyebrows to me. No, I I, I pluck it because if if you shave it, the hairs grow back like really like small like stubbly. Is that true, Hannah? Well, I get mine waxed. Yeah. Mm. And, and what about your eyebrows? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, banter. Um, um, can we? This this might be really awkward, Hannah. But like, I just want to ask, oh like, God. because I saw. A, I literally I, have anxiety. No, because I saw I, I saw a TikTok about it. But when when girls get a Brazilian like for the first time, yeah, like obviously you stick with the same person, don't yeah. you? How how weird is it? Because like from a guy's perspective, mm. like we wouldn't do that. Like that's just strange. yeah, but with from a girl's point of view, you just have to know the girl, and you you just don't wear anything. She yeah, but isn't just... that isn't that weirder if if you know her? Um, well, you get to know them. Well, so yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, you're right. Yeah, 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 literally, yeah. <laughs> and it's like at first, the first time you're like, oh my god, she's literally gonna see my. Yeah. This episode sponsored by. Um, but yeah, it's not weird after a while. You just get on with it. No, you but just, I think when you you've just... had two kids and there's like ten people in a room, you just don't <laughs> there's from... ten people down there. Yeah. yeah, Hannah's coming in. Get the strimmer. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's literally what it's like. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you don't really care. But it is right. a, it is a good question to ask. As yeah, I was, it, it just randomly popped into my head the other day, and like I didn't really know who to ask, and I thought <laughs> Hannah. So. The only person you there ask. are no silly questions. Yeah, there you go. No only silly answers. Silly question. But yeah, your therapist or whoever does your. They're your called a therapist. Waxing. They need a therapist yeah. <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> do we, do, is there? They all, see it more than you do. In the shop, is there a like a, a specialist? So it's like so you got Sandra's on nails and Josie does like the eyebrow threading and then <laughs> Olga. Does <laughs> yeah, they have like a, a waxing specialist there. Yeah, they have they to. They do. Because otherwise yeah. they'd all be seeing 24-7. you got to get paid a lot of money. I mean, yeah. I would do that for free. Ooh, that actually makes the yeah. novel sexy. Like, I'm like, not sure they'd employ you, Joe. Oh, to be fair. <laughs> no, um, I think that's probably a good place to, I do, yeah. to leave it. Um, Cheers, Hannah. Thanks. Cheers, Mike. Cheers. <laughs> um, don't forget, you can follow us uh, Rose Ed Pod on TikTok and Instagram. It's Rose Ed Soccer on Twitter. Please do go on the Sports Podcast uh, Ward website, Sports Cod... Sports Cod <laughs> Please do go on the Sports Cod... We're, not, we're nominated for a Sports Cod Award. Uh, go on sportspodcastawards.com. We're in the uh, comedy category, and if you want to vote for us, that would be amazing. Thank you very much. Do look out for the episode with Jack Skipper in as well. Um We'll be back next week. Um, yeah, nice one, Mike. Cheers, mate. Nice one, Hannah. Bye. I'm just checking if you're still all right. No, we need to do it. Right. See ya. Bye. Oh, God. There we go. So that's that's a podcast. Oh. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.